This is Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. Taping this on Sunday night, it is Carolina Clash Week. It is time for our next tournament, and I'm back in the podcast game, and I'm happy to get to preview this tournament. This tournament with NBH, our president of their national Golden Detour, Matt Van Hoosier, and the ever-popular Gary Sheldon. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? What's up, Gino? I'm doing great, and I am damn glad that you are back and running the run the lead point here, man. I hope uh, I hope I held her down okay for you, but you're you are the one that needs to do this. So I'm very happy that we're doing this in this yeah. format today. I was actually <laughs> I think I think I was joking around with somebody, Matt. That I mean, with all this hosting stuff that you've done in your life, you you can put this on a resume somewhere. <laughs> you know, after world championship hosting, podcast hosting. I mean, if you, you ever got out of the you know current profession that's you know done you so well for so long now i mean it's it's i guess it's nice to have a plan b that's what it would be a plan b um no i i know i appreciate you know everything that you guys and i wanted to tell you guys this to kick it off personally and brian too who brian we were going to go four wide on this podcast and give it a try and uh brian came uh came through a little bit of a kind of a, a tragic accident that's happened with some people that he knows and just uh, wasn't a good night for him to get with us on the podcast. So uh, his th- we're, you know, our thoughts are with him as always. And uh, but I'm happy to get to do this uh, tournament preview podcast with these two guys. Uh, I did want to open up the night a little bit and uh, because <clears throat> you know, not being around here for the last a uh, few months and what i want to do is after event four i did want to have a look at the points um and i i mentioned it in a in a post just a couple weeks maybe a couple weeks ago uh were how many people in the top 32 that are not coming to the carolina clash and right now i think it's like 18 of 32 uh, that are in the top 32 now you, you see how many people that have a thousand points there's like 18 to 19. I don't remember this many having that many points going into just our fifth event. And now we're going to come into a tournament where you could look down that list right now. And I think Mark Gomez would be something like 38, 39th. And he's going to get jumped by five, six different people this week. Matt Van Hoosier being one of them. And, you know, now he's going to walk into Dallas and have to really make a cut just to, I think just to try to get into, uh, into the mix guys thoughts. We're competitive have, we, this year. have we ran any numbers on where we think projected might be? That's the Matt Van Hoosier department normally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually do that until after the clash just cause it's easier. Uh, but uh, if I remember right, if memory serves, most years the predictions have shown around 750. Now, like Gino said, there's a lot of folks up there with points that, with a lot of points already, that aren't normally in that kind of spot. You don't quite have as much of the top heavy, top heavy set other than Andy Haas. So um, that that's going to play. That's going to make a difference uh, on what that cut number is. And now it may, doesn't make it go up or down. I I haven't really thought that through yet. <laughs> well, I, but my feeling is that. You know, once we get through this weekend, all right, we're and and get through the Dallas tournament, and we'll, once we get into the meat of the qualifying of the Dallas tournament, 
or I, I guess no, in the meat of you know bracket play, we'll be really looking at that that cut line. How oh, many yeah. pe- how many players aren't there? It's going to be a, I think a little bit tighter, and um, a lot of guys that are not going to get any points from coming to the clash. It's it might be a little bit more of an uphill battle. I mean, Jason Losgiavo, Art DeVries, um, J- uh, James Hickey. I mean, those, these are guys that are going to benefit from playing in the clash, and they're going to get a slew of points, and they're all going to Dallas. Yep. Um, so that's um, like I said, it's going to. I think that that makes for an interesting storyline heading towards Dallas. And I, and I think it's I think it's going to bunch everything up for Dallas too. You're really going to have a lot of people in play uh, later into the afternoon on Sunday than than you might otherwise have, and it'll be it'll make for some really. Uh, interesting matches for sure. And, and Matt, I mean, just think about that for a second. You're going to play this tournament. If you just duplicate that five, six from a couple years ago, I oh, mean, dude, be, that's all a the, dream scenario. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're sitting right in the mix Sunday in, uh, in, in Fort Worth and yeah. have a shot at this. Yeah. Dream scenario right there. I love it. Yeah. I'm looking at the points and it looks like um, I, I remember a few years back, if I'm not mistaken, cut lines were around, you know, I don't know, 400, 500-ish points to make top 32. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at it now. I mean, 32 is at 575 already. Um, yeah, and I, and I think what, like, you're, what you're seeing with that too, Gary, is I think you've got a lot more people that are doing more events, right? Like you said, a couple of years ago, you were doing that 450 kind of number, but you were doing it on two events. You know, now if, yeah, you're, not playing was, four, if you're not playing four and you're not winning one of them, then you're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say, and I think that it, it attributes more people coming to tournaments, to, so that's great to see, and more parity. Yeah, the, the, other the, than Haas, I mean, Grover's next at 3,400. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. And also, the Ben Furlins finishing, you know, thirds, and David Keyes finishing seconds, and all these guys that – David Key was remember he he was a little gun player last year. He's locked in Top Gun. He's yep. he's not he's not out of that, right? And so I mean, like, why Dallas Sunday evening? It's going to be tight. That's what she said, and it's <laughs> well done. Um, that's it, how long it, have you been holding on to that one? Oh, uh, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it, I. It, it's leading itself to making for a very interesting Sunday afternoon in Dallas. Uh, that, that's where we're heading towards. Um, I did want to make, I, I just had, I just came across these notes right here. I had sitting on my desk from, you know, previous podcasts that uh, I admit uh, I listened to you guys and I just had responses to. Um, one of the things I did want to mention is why do you pick Gary Sheldon to be on the podcast outside of being just a dear friend? And I wish Brian was here to help me attest to this, okay? Because uh, the secret sauce, because I, I gave Matt some numbers on how the podcast had done, you know, while I had been away. And their secret sauce is, it's Gary Sheldon. All right. Definitely. The Kirsta, Ashley, Gunner, Grayson, Sheldon, Ma- the, the whole militia, they come out when Gary Sheldon's playing Golden Tee. I've sat in that, uh, in that stream box many a times, and when Gary Sheldon's playing, that's when the comments are, are, are coming. And so I'm like, you know, I could use that popularity in this podcast a little bit. So I uh, I had to bring in uh, Gary for it. And Gary has done a fine job, fine job coming in for the podcast. And I've appreciated him so much. I'm glad we got the Art DeVries thing figured out. 
I thought I figured that out last year. It's one of four words that Brian Bernhardt can actually pronounce correctly. Um, the, uh, Matt K, we, we, can, we can retire from Matt K. He is as dangerous as picking Mike Muse. Um, yeah. you're, not, you're not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, tournament uh yeah i listened to this podcast and the other podcast uh the pod more get better and uh, i guess we, is, that, is that the pod out north is that where we're gonna go with that well yeah let me say first off people are having a hard time remembering tournament names matt could matt, they called it the nashville stop and i was like no it's called music city madness we are called the carolina clash the other tournaments early in the days when they came around they just threw their state on it and said open they don't have creativity like us in the new tournaments. You don't have <laughs> a little panache. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, we need to remember our branded uh, Bryce. Bryce could, you know, that was the one thing I was looking at because uh, if he would have had a good national tournament, like would he have needed to come to Clash or something? I mean, I mean, he would be close in that Top Gun. You see, he's in the points. He's, I mean, like in the top forty-ish. So it would have, it might have been a bit. And does that even of, matter to him yet? Don't you know. know. First no, year I mean, around the tour, right? You don't even know if that even on his radar. He's he's in forty eighth with three eighty five, three ninety five. Yeah, that, like if he would have come away with a few more points in Dallas, I mean that would have been a, it have been a fun thought. Obviously, he's not going to miss school to come to Columbia, South Carolina. Um, but it's uh, but it looks like he might be, you know, it's it'd be worth his while to come to Dallas. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. We'll see. I mean, he's you know 16 years old. <laughs> I mean, coming to a Golden Tee tournament. I couldn't imagine going to a Golden Tee tournament at 15, 16 years old. Just oh no. Play. You know this uh, this time of year. I I always you know think about going you know this time of year. And for me, the NIV. If anybody knows this, NIV in his early years was a springtime tournament. It was played in April. Yep. Uh, it was the non-Vegas. It was uh, originally coinciding with our national championship since the tour has come along it became a fall event and it had its own feel and uh its feel was i mean it was that first look tournament in the fall a bar only bar i could go to where i know nobody's asking about what nfl ticket you know game they could see on the tv nobody cared <laughs> nobody cared yeah That's it was right. the yeah it was the niv i mean and we we enjoy it. It's popularity, everything. It's place to me as a memory is always for the fall. All right. It was always in the fall and, and that's where it's really is took it on. And that's where a lot of this upcoming tournament is derived from the, the hospitality that time of year. Now, because it has made, you know, or it has had to go, on, go about bringing new courses to the masses in a different way it doesn't have that exact same feel. That's what this tournament's all about. We're, we're, we, we try to do things just a little bit different than the NIB, but we hospitality is still our backbone. And that's what the, our next tournament is about. And so you knew every fall it was, you know, time for the NIV. And so now it's in the fall and it's time for the Carolina clash. So we're going to roll into our tournament preview and fantasy golf. And this is, Stop number five on the National Golden Tee Tour presented by Power Events is coming to West Columbia, South Carolina. This is the fourth playing of our Carolina Clash. 83 in our first one. We had the COVID Clash with 60, 112 this year, and now 115 on the sign-up list 
Um, I expect a good Monday morning update tomorrow as well. The final one for Steve. Um, some new names added onto the list too. I saw Terry Haddock has now made really? it to the list from Boise, Idaho, okay. or from Idaho, coming to, coming to play, and is not the furthest traveled person. We'll talk about the furthest traveled person amongst this group, uh, in one of these groups. But we will uh, we'll start with group number one. We'll start CJ Wingler. Will 2022 Paul, I'm sorry, 2022 Golden Tee World Champion Paul Anthony Luna, Paul Taylor, two-time winner of the NIV, two-time tournament winner Ryan McCook, and the winningest player in the history of Golden Tee Golf, Andy Haas. And I haven't got to gush about him since you know we've been here a few months, but he's, is he's built up a play. lot of gush cred for you too. I expect this to be just a landslide, here, buddy. Uh, the, honestly, the, he has done. He's on this run right now. Now, Florida, throw that out, okay? Florida, nobody played well. I think. I mean, that just kind of everybody kind of want to give give that one to Haas. But here in the last you know two tournaments, we've got this you know dominant version of Andy Haas again. That's uh, making it work and. Um, now I believe that is, um, 30 all-time tournament wins for him. Mama. I mean, uh, I I wish that was my stat book for the world championship, but I believe now it will be 57 tournaments played on tour. 43 of them are in the top eight. He has them in the top eight or better. I mean, there's just so many numbers, so many ways you can describe the run Andy Haas. I mean, has been on this entire 20 years of his life, but, you know, right now he's the hottest player going. So uh, tonight we will start off with uh, the 2020 COVID clash MVP, Matt Van Hoosier. Start us off tonight. Oh, I forgot about that honor. Yeah, that was, that's one of my highlights. I got to stick that right up there with podcast host and world champion host there, there. Uh, MVP of the clash. That was a that was a good that was a good weekend right there. <laughs> um, so with the less uh, the smaller group here, right? The smaller group is this an acknowledgement by Steve of what we've been saying the whole time, and this doesn't really matter in the first place. It's just okay. We're going to stop messing around with that. We'll dump everybody everywhere else. Could be, could be. Also, could be that he just didn't feel the group two guys were in that group one category, and so he just limited it to what he wanted it to be. Um, uh, look. We, we all know what's been happening, right? We got Haas is on an absolute heater, an absolute heater right now to the point where uh, I hate to say this, but he, I mean, he's, he's not only winning, he's making it look easy, which is ridiculous because the guys that he plays against, right? Are plenty of quality in the tournaments that he's played, um, which, which just, it, it begs me and probably you guys too, to want to figure out a reason to go ahead and pick any one of these other four guys. It's like, there's gotta be a reason to pick one of these other four guys right now. Right. And I tell you what, if you guys find the reason to do that, I'm loving to hear about it because I'm, I'm, I got to ride the Haas train until it dies. Uh, it, it, it's just on fire. It's all there's to it. I've seen Haas get on these benders before uh, more than one time and just, just watch out. Bulldozer. Well said. Well said. Bulldozer. I hadn't heard of that out of him in a while either. I, Andy you know, I, at, in the Nashville stream, I was, I, you know, his son was there and Ann was there and I was so wanting out of the background, a shout out of his son. <laughs> I just was waiting for it to happen. I thought it would have been so perfect. <laughs> that would be great. Gary Sheldon. Um, so <clears throat> I'm going to give you a reason that I'm not going to pick Andy. And here's the reason. Did you start drinking again? 
No, I did not. <clears throat> good. Okay, good, good. Got that out of the way. <laughs> because there's so much parody in that first group, they're all going to make the cut. They're all going to finish well, right? Oh, yeah. What would give you a reason to pick one other over the other? Course wins and qualifying. Fair. So I'm going to say, I think out of that group, that comes down to, I think Ryan McCook is going to have more course wins than Andy in qualifying, which catapults him in a way if he has a nice finish. You know, so if he can finish top six, have two course wins, Andy wins it with no course wins, I believe Ryan ends up with a better score. That's an interesting theory. I like it. Um, because I'm looking at that group and, and yeah, Andy is the odds on favorite, but I've played in a lot of tournaments, probably around 35 or 36 or something like that. He doesn't win a whole lot of courses in qualifying, if I'm not mistaken. No, um, no he, he's kind of an adopter of the so be safe method in qualifying. Yeah. But you'll but, see him, you'll see him pull out fools and things like that. I mean, it, it's, Outside of, I guess, whatever happened in Missouri that kept him really close to that cut line. I mean, I, I, I've i seen him be very, very lax and pull some very, very just creative shots knowing that there is not a chance in the world he'll ever miss that cut. Yeah. Oh, and it's, and if, if you ever want to see him go through a qualifier thinking he's not going to miss a cut, this is going to be the one to watch. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, yeah. that, you know, I'm going to – that's – so I'm going to go off the train there, and, and I'm going to take Ryan in this group for that reason. That's uh, not a bad pick. We'll be driving uh, to this tournament. Remember, he lives just uh, a handful of hours away in Buquay, Verena, North Carolina. Why would I not? And I will say that Andy did not win the last Carolina clash either. No. It's true. It's true. He was knocked out by uh, someone near and dear to our hearts. We know we'll, we'll, we'll get there. All right. We'll, we'll get there, buddy. All right. Trust me. There's a lot of, a lot of things we still have to remember about last year, but we'll, we'll get there. Why would I not pick Andy Haas? I mean, other than CJ Wingler coming to me and telling me that this is his favorite tournament. Um, he played his 10,000, 10,000 game at your tournament. Yeah. And uh, it was with me and Matt, I think. That's right. We got a little sign and everything. I found the picture a while back. Yeah. It was, uh, and I, so I have to believe that he is gearing himself up to play this tournament. Um, I would love to pick Paul Luna here. I mean, it just almost feels like it's due, but I mean, it's almost also like, I think he needs to prove it to me a little bit first, prove it that he it's, can. Isn't that weird too? Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> we, were, we were doing the same speech about him 12 months ago. Yeah. Well, it was more about, but now it's won a world championship and we've, you know, we've seen how loose everything is and, uh, but it hasn't resulted in a, in a lot of great tournament results this year. Um, and so for me, the pick uh, between uh, Taylor really just, he's so inconsistent. Sometimes I don't, I don't feel comfortable enough to pick him. So CJ, I'm going to step aside this one time. I want to pick you, but right now Andy Haas is the hot hand. And uh, I've got a good feeling about this uh, sheet for this tournament. So I want to have the best possible person I think I could have. And I, Andy Haas is going to be the, the guy. So group 
two. Uh, do you want to mention uh, you're going to throw out Bernsey's picks as we go, or you want to throw them out? Uh, oh, oh yeah. He did send picks to us and uh, just a case, but he did also pick Andrew Haas. He has a, uh, he has that in there in group two, Adam Harris, Aiden Cleary, Brandon Robinson, Chris Brewer, the 2021 Carolina Clash runner-up, Gary Sheldon, Kyle Heasley. They put they keep putting your name together. Like, could you get two opposite ends of the drinking spectrum? You got Super <laughs> Gary and drunk ass Kyle. And Robert Washburn, Steve Beatty. Go ahead, Gary. Take us to uh <clears throat> so that's a really good group right there yeah it is. and I, I think it's safe to say group one is why it is because nobody on group two deserves to be in group one um i i'm, I'm if I, I i wouldn't have blamed him if he put brewer into one i wouldn't either that's the only one but yeah, what have you done for winner. me yeah what have you done for me lately and very true um I think it spices up group two a little bit, putting them down in there. Um, you know what I'm picking. I don't need to talk about anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I I think two years Fire ago, away. two years ago, I think I was five six or something like that. Were both of um, you guys five six? Five six five. or seven nine. Something like that. Something, something. like that. It was yeah. top ten finish. Okay. And then uh, last year runner up. So seems so, like Carolina is a good fit for me. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I have to imagine walking back in there this year. You're gonna you're gonna feel some nice emotions from just remembering last year a little bit, right? I mean, that 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 when I had my one good run at the NIV, like walking in next year, I'm like, oh yeah, this was a cool place. Yeah. <laughs> I have fond memories of you. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, it's yeah, it's just it's fared well for me there, and I like the place. I, I think it's. Um, you know, there you guys are doing good. This you guys are doing good stuff down there, Thank and uh, uh, no, I really enjoy it there. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Gary, uh, I, I I thought about you for a little bit here. There's a lot of guys that have had some good tournament uh, performances, even just this year with Brandon Robinson, Aiden Clary. Um, I'm um. I don't know. Like I said, this, this tournament, I mean, it feels like it could be really, really chalky, but there's not a lot of like real chalk. I mean, there's four or five really great players. And then a lot of guys that can beat into a lot of other guys. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Steve Beatty here. Um, and that's to me, there's a lot of really even players and I don't know if I'm going to go wrong. All the one, I could give you the one guy may miss the. I don't even think one guy's missing the cut in that group. To be honest with you, I I, I, I don't think almost, I could almost. I, yeah, I don't think. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I could see all eight of those guys probably making that cut. Um, and so who do I want? I mean, who would I see going the furthest? You know, they're all of them have opportunities, or all of them have you know abilities to. Um, but Steve Beatty feels the best, so we're gonna for this podcast roll for Steve Beatty, Matt Van Hoosier. <laughs> it may well change said. before it goes to paper well, i would say well said we'll see what it does in a couple of days right yeah. uh i agree with everything you guys said um this is a great group i love this group i hate trying to pick this group but i love this group uh this is a lot of guys despite what those handicaps say uh this is a lot of guys that are really close together uh and play very different styles which is fun mm -hmm. um so i don't really think you can 
go, I mean, as far as picking, I don't think you can go wrong with these, with any of these players and be like, Oh, why would you do that? I, there's not one of those guys in this group. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to go off of here. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm going to buck the horse. I, you know, we've talked at length uh, throughout a couple of podcasts now about, um, you know, guys coming in there, uh, really focused to play, really there to try to win a tournament, really, uh, you know, staying off the sauce, getting to sleep. I'm, I'm bucking all that. We're throwing it out the window. Give me Kyle. <laughs> I mean, Kyle's a good player. I mean, Kyle is a good player. Kyle could go thrash a bunch of people and then he, you know, and then he could forget what his name is. It's, it's going to be fun to watch either way. Yeah, no, I mean, it's look, I, I'm waiting for the day. I mean, right now he's been kind of in 912 purgatory for um, a number of tournaments, and yeah. uh, that's probably the best you've seen out of him. But I mean, the competition here allows it for Kyle to maybe potentially have a good run. It's not a bad pick. You could, you could get it. I could see him finding himself in a, in a good quadrant, you know, uh, with how he's probably going to qualify. I'm, I, I could see him just ending up with a nice little space to, uh, getting a good groove, getting a good place, uh, toxically, if you want to say that, uh, and then, uh, try to, try to cruise through a few, as opposed to going out there, you know, having to play, you know, Luna in the second round and Jojo in the first round or whatever craziness he did in St. Louis, you know, I, maybe, maybe he'll be able to get himself a decent, uh, decent spot in the bracket this time. I, I just, I don't know, like I said, not a whole lot for me to go off of. So I'm, I'm just going to shoot my shot here. Oh, that's, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Kyle, like, and Kyle, comfortable playing at Callaway's. He will be another guy that um, we have, I believe, a projected 20 guys that will play their fourth Carolina Clash this weekend. And uh, that that's he'll, – he'll be one of them. We're really excited for that one. Group three was not expecting uh, to see what... – Sorry, oh, what Brian oh. pick? Yeah, Bernsey, yeah. Oh, what did Bernsey pick? He picked Brendan Robinson. He went, he went with the big head, Homer pick. Well, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, group three did not expect to see Chad Hart to come to this tournament. Was not expecting it, but he's on the list. I'll be happy to see him. Yours truly, Chris Longino, Chris Knight, James Hickey, Jason Loschiavo, Ken Callis, Matt Van Hoosier, and Nate Stowell, the longest-traveled participant for this tournament. He will come from Seattle, Washington, all the way to play the Carolina Clash. Good on you, brother. That's a long flight. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm happy he was he was one of the first to sign up, really. And uh, I'm super happy he's going to be down here. I have a great story about how him and his dad were one of the first people I ever met at uh, OTOs in my first tournament. Um, so let's just start with me because uh, I'm honest. You guys aren't. I am honest. <laughs> and uh, I, I, look. Here we go. Uh, I am... I'm not in golden tee shape at all right now. All right. Everything you would bet on me is just based on ability and ability alone right now. Um, so last time you guys saw me in a tournament match, Mark Gomez was hitting a hole in one on 18. That's I haven't played since. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so and uh, months. <laughs> yeah. Is it, well, yeah, I, I've called a world championship and I haven't, uh, haven't played a tournament. So we're, um, I'm excited to play in it. I, I, I like my chances as far as just being me and as competitor and my fundamentals, but you know, knowing how good I am in today's current game, it's, you know, I wouldn't be the safest bet. And so I'm going to stay off. Uh, Chris Knight comes from off the couch into this tournament. Once again, not a heavy player 
Uh, I'm happy and uh, go through all these picks. But, uh, Jason Loschiavo, uh, I think, is going to be the pick for me here. Uh, knowing he's going to walk into Callaway's with a with his head high and, and ready to be able to contend in this tournament, knowing what he knows about this field, uh, a place he's comfortable with, place he played well at last year. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jason. MBH, go ahead. I don't know where you're getting this not honest stuff from. This is – I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. Okay, so I'm with you, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, I thought, are you going to pick yourself or not? Just go ahead and let us know. Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. You're nope. honest. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm with you though. I chat. I, uh, you know, I kind of gave up on Chad playing much golden Seymour anymore. He seemed like he had kind of gone back to the pool thing. Uh, you know, his kids are at an age where they're getting a lot of stuff on it. It just seemed like he was kind of getting to a different place. He's I'm going to be super excited to see him there. He's not going to pick him. Oh, yeah, another okay. guy stopped drinking. He, he told us that in Vegas, he had stopped drinking. Well, good yeah. on you, Chad. All right. But yeah, not, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he's probably got uh, his game under his feet just yet uh but that's you know that's based on just what i've observed chris totally agree with you on you uh you've had a lot of other stuff going on you are not ready to win a tournament but we're loving to have you here chris figured he was a couch thing james hickey great pick if you want to make that one i feel like he's kind of really getting to that cusp where he's going to break through and have one here and why wouldn't clash be one of those chances for that um and then, you know, I could, I could roll with my, my pick from last one and pick Kenny Kalis, which, you know, same situation as Kyle, great player, but uh, which Kenny are you going to get uh, from round to round? Don't really know. Um, I'm, I'm encouraged. And I, I was kind of on the fence here between Nate and, and James Hickey. And uh, I'm encouraged by what you said there, Gino. First, one of the first ones to signed up, excited for the tournament. He's been playing pretty well recently. So that's, that's tipping the scales in Nate's favor. I'm going with Nate Stoll on this one. Mm, very good very good oh, I go ahead gary i think both of those players that you talk about james hickey and nate are kind of similar where when they're going through their golden tee they're kind of not very loud or boisterous they're just kind of going through and they kind of keep to themselves a little bit i think james is a little more talkative than nate but i really enjoy both of them but they're not it's just kind of there to do a job and they're very similar. Those are two very similar picks there. Um, before I make my pick, I, I forgot to say, I, I wanted to say thanks, Gino, for the love in the beginning. Um, I've enjoyed doing this, and I was happy to step in, especially to give you some time. Um, and I do appreciate what you said. So, um, But with every good thing, I got to say something bad. What do you mean not honest? I mean <laughs> – I mean, hey, look, well, no, uh, maybe that's not the best word of uh, using, but no, I mean, you look, used it. You're stuck now. You can't do it. So. Okay. I mean, <laughs> look, there, there's a reason why, you know, a UConn football fan doesn't pick UConn every week. I mean, I, and I'm a, I'm a UConn football guy. Now you might be something better than a UConn football guy, but I'm basically a UConn football purgatory. You're probably <laughs> a little bit better than that, but I mean, like I said, there's nothing wrong with picking you there. It's just, I mean, we don't have to do it every time, do we? I mean, do you do you like yourself better than every person you see in a group? Because I go ahead and tell you, I don't. I don't like myself and every person I see in the group. I this is this is where I'm at, and we talked about it on the last podcast. I'm I'm Owen Owen four in my last four matches. Mm -hmm. So this is ride or die right here. Um, what do you stop picking yourself after? Uh, if I go Owen two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. you're safe. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're this safe. tournament. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it, it's whatever. But yes, if you if I look at that list, uh, I, I, we're all it's parody. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's parody and nobody stands out, I, I played. Uh, I haven't. I never play that much anymore. But I, I did play like, I don't know, eight or nine events. And I think I beat Brewer almost every one of them. So I'm not worried about Brewer right now. I don't know what's going on with his game. I don't know. All I have is that small sample space. The home events? Uh, no, it was the events on, on live. Right. Uh, I still haven't updated my home unit. So. Oh, okay, me either. Um, but I just moved it upstairs, so I think I'm getting ready to do it. Um, anyways, group three. Uh, and so which group are we on here? Yeah, it was group three. We got off track. Jeez. Um, so, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do something that, that that is very rare on this podcast, and I'm going to I am going to pick someone that is on the podcast other than myself. <gasps> Matt Van Hoosier. Yes. And it's going it's it, going to be Mr. Matt Van Von Von Hoosier. Von Hoosier. Von Hoosier. And the reason the reason why. Um, Chad, we talked about him. Chris, I mean, dude, you can – any one of these group three can beat a group two player. Any one of these group three is making the cut, no problem. And any one of these group three can miss the cut. So um, – but I think, Chad, we talked about Chris. Chris, um, James, I like what you said about him, Gino. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, obviously, he's – Cut, make a decent run, miss the cut, decent run in purple. He's not he's not a bad pick at all. Ken's not a bad pick, but I just think Matt's I think you've been around a long time, Matt. Yeah, I like you and I just like you in this group. Uh, hey, Matt, let's let's do acknowledge one thing about this tournament, okay? Because I, I mentioned it previous or earlier in the podcast. Like, I mean, you have a lot to game with a really good finish in this tournament. So it's not I do. a terrible idea to to pick you here well and and like you were talking about earlier uh, with the niv especially you know too and then with that becoming the first look term i just that when i travel east and i will admit i haven't been out there all that often but it, i tend to finish okay out there mm-hmm. uh I, I tend to play well when i'm there so that's 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 good now this isn't going to be a first look one that's that's a little different but no i i'm not going to tell you not to pick me yeah right um I just, yeah, I, I don't want to burn myself at this point. So I'm just going to, I just took myself out of the equation, picked out the other seven. Let's roll the dice. If I beat them all, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I do have a, a group three prediction. One of those guys will miss a cut. I agree. I, one I would think that's this a one. safe bet. This yep. one. Group four, and I mentioned this guy last year, Andy Baker, uh, local bar owner in uh, in Columbia. I don't know. You guys haven't met him. He provided a machine for the COVID clash. Baron Stevens, Derek Montgomery, his second kick Carolina Clash kickoff tournament win. He he won my handicap. Oh, he did it again. Yeah, he, boy. he beat me. Uh, and uh, oh. beat me for uh, I, I finished second. And uh Mike Hanley finished third. Derek Montgomery, Evan Scanlon, remember the purple bracket last year. Gordy Brown, Jody Palmer playing his fifth tournament this year. Luke Sponseller and Sean Tickner. MVH. Go ahead, Bob. Group four, this begins our quest of who's going to make me a cut. Um, and this is, 
this is you're going to notice with this one i, I the, the, the viewership is going to notice with this one as we go i think between the three of us we're all going to do this uh eh, eh, for about five groups now um including a couple of complimentary uh uh, what's the guy's name? Who's, who's pick are we making? Who yeah. the hell is so and so? Matt Elsner. Matt Elsner. Thank you. I, I slipped my head. I can see his face. It doesn't count. <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio podcast. Doesn't matter. Uh, so we're gonna get a lot of that. But so here, like I said, there's there's a lot of guys who've got a lot of good going for them here. Uh, but they've also got the downside, right? Uh, Baron made his first cut at this tournament two years ago. COVID class, sure, but he made he made the cut. No, this was last uh, year. That was last year. Was it last? Was it was last year? Okay. Yeah, oh, he won, All right, he, then. He, he won the purple bracket at the COVID clash. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, he's obviously come from playing out in the nearest, you know, home home territory. There, uh, we've talked about Derek a couple different times. In the podcast. I like the trajectory he's on. Uh, I think he's in a good spot. And then there's a couple other guys here. You can't go, you can't really go wrong. But then once they play the matches, obviously one of us is going to go very, very wrong here. Um, Derek won the tournament again, huh? Yeah. Gosh, man, I was, I was, mm -hmm. damn you, Derek. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm sticking with Baron Stevens. Baron Let's do Stevens. It. He's going to, he's going to repeat cut, cut maker. Repeat cut maker. Leo on darts is going to make the cut. I hear you. Go ahead, Gary. Um, again, I think Steve did a nice job on this group as well. Uh, I like Derek here. I like Evan here for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your boy here, Gino. Oh yeah. Oh, Luki spawn seller. And. Uh, there's a reason why I played quite a few games with him in Nashville, um, but he did make the cut in Nashville. Solid. He switched back to Stouts. He switched over to Stouts, right? That's correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's and... why I couldn't pick him. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think his games I think his games pretty solid, and I think he's a pretty safe bet, um, especially after navigating that that big field in Nashville. Um, I, I don't think. I think as soon as I saw this group, I was like, Luke's making the cut. Um, and that's the main reason why. Because all I care about is one of these guys making the cut. Yeah. And uh, I, th I think he's a, in my mind, I think he's a safe bet to make the cut here. Uh, I will raise you one. Luke Sponseller will qualify in the top 10 in this tournament. Ooh. And uh, and I, just knowing how good he's playing uh, and how good he can play, Remember making the cut in the largest field that he's ever played in, which was Nashville. Um, match play can have something as a little something to be desi desired. Lost in Carolina Clash history, he is in the original top four, the first Carolina Clash. He finished fourth back when he was a, a was it Titans back in nineteen? No, I don't. I don't even know no. if we had Titans yet. Grabbers. Oh, that was a twenty twenty ball. Yeah, no, no, I think I I might have had him on grabber by that point. Um, either way, no, Luke is very, very capable. And just of all the players in this group, I know where Derek's game's at. Uh, it all has to kind of come together for him to make this work right now. Uh, Andy Baker plays full win, so I don't trust it. Um, and, uh, you know, Jody Palmer is in the in the column of guys that have a lot to gain. He's played four tournaments this year. He does have a thirty burger, which and he's gonna. I believe he'll make the cut here. And so if he makes the cut here, 
if he goes to Dallas, he's automatically in that conversation. And so um, Joe, Jody was on my mind and Evan Scanlon uh, was on my mind too. But at the at Luke Sponseller, I, I think, is going to have a great tournament. This is going to be a yeah. good tournament for him. He's got two 30 burgers on there. So, yeah, you're right. If he, make, he does decent here and makes Dallas, then that's better. But, yeah. yeah, he's got some stuff to gain there. Yeah. Group five, Art DeVries, Daryl Rayner, Dolan Cheatham, Josh McDaniel, Kelly Ambrose, Kevin Starkey, Michael Hall, and Paul Same. This would be Gary Sheldon's time to shine. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> shine bright. Uh, a lot of friends of yours in this group? No. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, I'm just trying to see who's gonna who's gonna come close to making a cut here. Um, I think in this group a year and a half ago, I think Josh McDaniel's the pick. Um, but he just hasn't been around, so I have no clue. Um, Kelly Ambrose, I've picked a couple times. I mean, I don't know if he's really helped me out much. Um. Dolan Cheatham, he's played a few tournaments, right? Art killed me last tournament. I think he was the one that killed me, didn't he? Yeah, he a... went way, way off the rails, yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure who Paul is. Paul Same uh, attended many, many, many NIVs. He was from Boston, uh, moved to Atlanta, now living back in Boston. Uh, if you, uh, I didn't realize he had moved back. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, his, uh, what was his buddy's name? Uh, Patel, Malav Patel. Mm-hmm. And he was the king of shooting 20 under in a qualifier. And, uh, but Paul, I mean, Paul came to my first clash, but that was when he had just moved to Atlanta, made the cut as the only cut he had ever made. Um, one of the many, many great stories we put, put produce here at the Carolina Clash. Uh, but Paul, you know, <sighs> High-end purple guy, I think, for this tournament. But I mean, I was go ahead. What's your pick there, uh, Gary? All right, I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to give Art a chance to uh, redeem himself here. I think the field is is there's a little more parity here in this field. There's a little more. That's where I'm going with I'm going Art Trees here. All right. That's not a bad pick. Fourth last year in the Carolina Clash purple bracket. Uh, so this group should be called low end, low end, main, high end, purple guys, right? Because all these guys capable of making the cut. Gary, one hundred percent right. A year and a half ago, Josh McDaniel might have been the pick here. <clears throat> I just saw Josh McDaniel last week. Um, probably didn't give his best performance. He says he doesn't play much anymore. Another guy that hasn't updated his home home edition. Um. So uh, I would uh, <clears throat> I would give you a sleeper pick, a dark horse pick for if he did not make this cut and he went to the purple bracket, he would have a, a really, really, really good chance of cashing in a world championship spot. His name is Kevin Starkey. He is a local at Cal- Callaway's. He's there every day, really good friends with Mike Muse. <clears throat> Plays a full wind golf ball to his handicap and has got some skills. He has got skills. And he's very capable of making this cut. Now, whether he puts it all together, not normally a tournament player, only his second tournament he's ever played in, his first, was the last year's Carolina Clash. So 
that does uh, a lot to me. This is Kelly Ambrose. This has got to be Kelly Ambrose's tournament. I'm looking at this field. If Kelly's ever going to make a cut, this is it. This is it. And there's a lot of great names here. Daryl Rayner, once again, low end, main, high end, purple. Either could happen. Art Dolan. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I think Kelly, this is a good tournament for Kelly. So we're going to we're going to go with Kelly Ambrose. MBH, go ahead. He's been right on the cusp the last couple of them. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, I think he we might have been the the bubble boy, real close to it. You know, he's just he's yeah, there. Play, played a world championship and gave himself a little played. confidence. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's a tournament yeah. player now. So he, he, they, that's exactly the way to put. It. He is a tournament player now. So yeah, I think the comforts there. Uh, we'll just he just needs a performance, and I agree with you. If this is if he's going to make one or make a run at one of these main brackets, mm-hmm. uh, why not now? Uh, I think it, he is in a good place to go do that. Uh, not going to pick him just yet. I, I've done it a couple of times. This, I think five is maybe one group too high for me. Mm-hmm. I see why he's there. I totally get it. Um, but I, I can't pull the trigger on him this time. I, I just hurts the I confidence. I want to, I love Kelly. The, I love Kelly. I want to pull the trigger on him. I just can't do it. It hurts the confidence with me picking him when the local guy with him over there or the semi local. No, no, he lives in like Wood River. That's, that's like a whole different state. He's in Illinois. It didn't even count. Okay. We it's a play. river. You know, it's a whole thing. Bridges. Um, so you don't regularly play with them at all? No. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, but, uh, so, so yeah, looking down here, so you talked about tournament experience, right? Uh, there is one guy in on this list right here that has uh, more years under his belt than you and I, Gino. Mike Hall. That's baby. Michael Hall. <laughs> That's Michael Hall. Now, he might have to start playing his qualifier tomorrow. To get it done, he's, that he's might the, have to happen. But he's in the uh, he's in the Charlie Olson, Norbert Lewandowski. Oh yeah. He is uh, a paced player mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, but he he's got I mean he's got game. He's got the game to try to make a cut here. He's been playing a little bit more. He played in Dallas and he played one other. Um, so if you're going to go with experience, that's the one. Uh, and then back to yours, uh, Kegs, Paul Same. I think he's got a really good chance here too. But if I want somebody who's going to make a cut, maybe even win himself a match, I think I think Mike's the way I'm going to go with that one. So I'm going with Michael Hall. I hear you. Uh, I like that pick. And I, like I said, I may pull the uh, the old Al Jazz pivot and you know go with him instead. We'll, we'll see what happens. Group six, Adam Riddle, Ben Wrestle. Casey Mattingly. It's good to see you guys, you two in a room together, by the oh, way. That'd I'm looking nice. forward to it. I am. Danny, he, he hates me. He tells you that all the time. He hates me, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Danny Foreman, John Lakowski, <laughs> Mike Hanley, Russ Layton, and Ryan Hill. I'm glad I'm starting this group off because I'm the one here that could say I know at least seven of the eight names. None of you guys can say that, I think. Uh, no, no, not even close. <laughs> um, here's the thing about Ben Russell. You know, Benji's a, uh, I don't know, a dangerous pick when it comes to picking at tournaments. I'm not, I'm not even sure I have a 50% win rate in invites with him in my life. I, I don't even know if I've won half of them. Like, he plays me so well in invites, like, I'm lo- I lose more than I win. But when it comes to a tournament, I'd play him left-handed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I uh, so it, it's a hard pick because I know what he's capable of. Um, so I have to lean on the old south, either southeast knowledge, 
or ride late in lawn care all the way to the finish line, uh, which could be a pick. And I'm um, for the podcast. This is not final yet, uh, but I'm going to go with the band dog, Mike Hanley, a person you guys may not know. will play his fourth Carolina clash this weekend. Um, very capable player and um, 25 and a half handicap right now. Yes. Where he rolled with finished third in the kickoff tournament uh this past weekend uh yeah i feel good about it he's he's a good player um if he doesn't let it get it to his head as far as you know some of the competition he does he's, he is a little bit of a nervous nelly yep but um yeah we're gonna go with mike go ahead matt uh no i i i'm gonna st- i'll start bottom line up front and i'm gonna you know spew a little bit after that i'm picking the same guy i got mike hanley as well i played the band dog in orlando last time i was there okay. uh and you had it you 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 stated it exactly right he kind of gets in his own head a little bit uh as far as not thinking he belongs mm-hmm. but that's two years ago mike hanley as far as i know him and your comment about him finishing pretty well in the lead-up tournament here last week uh is is points to his you know starting to get over some of that so i think that as long as he get in his head that he belongs and that he's, you know, somebody who's supposed to be there. I think he's got a great game. I think mm-hmm. he's got the pieces to put together. And then uh, Ben, uh, as you're talking about Ben there. So the muses are having a bourbon tasting thing, right? Mm-hmm. Enough said. <laughs> Enough, I think I know which uh, tournament Ben's going to win. <laughs> could he go back think, to back in pink brackets? It he, could happen. He might not. He might not even play the Golden Tee tournament. He might just go <laughs> sit bourbons with the muses and just watch everybody and have a great time doing it. So, you, if you guys get DNF on Ben, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Uh, and Danny Foreman isn't that the guy who played in the in the Caddyshack? <laughs> That might, yeah, I think that the, was Danny Noonan. Danny Noonan. Danny Noonan. Okay, okay, that's close enough. But yeah, it's, I agree with you. It's, either, it's either the Russell, the uh, Russell, the Love Muscle, or Mike Hanley. I'm going with Mike Hanley, even though I think Russ can make a pretty good run at this dang thing. Gary Sheldon, go ahead, buddy. Okay, um, yeah, I, I, I keep waiting on Ben to, I keep, I mean, he's, he's, he's I feel like he's at every tournament, and uh, I'm just waiting for something to happen. But um, he's having a good time and keep doing what he's doing um i think riddle's only played in one tournament casey was the big pick for us last 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 tournament but he bumped up uh, i think he was in group eight last tournament um seven but yeah could have been could have been um i like casey there a little bit uh i just like i mean casey's he's a fun guy um i think i am going to go with Russell, the love, muscle, Leighton Lawn Care. Only played the course twice all year. That's right. That's right. And that hasn't played the new tee boxes, I'm sure. He'll say, what new tee boxes? Yeah, he's probably not played a course since 2019. So um, I think actually, I mean, he qualified. He shot a 118 in Nashville. Um, uh, pretty solid for only seeing the courses twice. Yeah. Um, He's not bad at golden tee, despite what no. he'll, he'll let you believe. I mean, he's, not he's, bad at he's a good golden tee player. Yeah, I, he could care less about qualifying, but then when he gets into purple, his competitive juices flow, and don't be surprised when he drops a thirty on you. And right, um, I, I really think I don't think he makes the cut. I don't think he tries to make the cut, but I could honestly see him maybe 
punching a ticket to the world championships here. I think the Wouldn't purple that be something. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think the purple the purple's not going to be as tough. It's going to be a it's going to be a closer to old days purple here. I think Russ has got I think he can he'll make didn't a run. He take, didn't he take you to third or fourth last year at Clash's purple bracket? I thought he made a pretty good run through one of those there. Well, I know not since Caroline or since the clash last year. I know he made a good run a couple yeah, of times too. No, he was over there like chowing, chowing on food and then he had to go play matches. And yeah, no, he, I, I think it was like a five, six kind of thing in purple. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a run. Third place. Yeah, he was third place last year, clash. Oh, it was the third? Okay. Third. He, he, it That's was right. Evan, Jeff Poole, Russ, and then Art DeVries. So, uh, no, Russ is. Not a bad pick at all there. Group seven, Gary Durkey, by the way, has not shot one minus 100 in the qualifier yet. I, I just need to throw that out there. Gary Durkey, Joe Ferguson, Josh Winkler, Black Santa, Mark Tate, Mark Williams, Scott Kirsch, Tom Stevens, and Wayne Skittles Kittles. MVH, I believe this is your time. So, so is that 100? Is that a jab or is that encouragement? No, he like he has. We we were discussing this Friday when I saw him. Like putting five rounds together, the all day qualifying, it's just it's too much of a a hurdle. And so, in the four tournaments he's played, he has not eclipsed minus one hundred aggregate. Do uh, Do you know about whereabouts? How many machines we're planning on having this weekend? Twenty six, I believe. 26 with say 115, 120-ish type of players. Okay. Twos and twos and threes. Uh, twos and threes. I, I think it'll be uh, maybe just six or seven threes. Okay. Um, so you mean pace of play may not be as much of an issue this weekend. No, I mean uh, last for, year, for those folks that don't like to survive through five courses and whatnot. Last year we went um, we went twosomes the whole way, and I think people were done by like 4:30. Oh, it was awesome. Get up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, no, Ooh. that was the issue with Eric Ruth last year, like, because we went through the qualifiers so fast. Steve so, Steve decided to bump up doubles to 7 o'clock instead of 7.30. And the one person <laughs> that actually looked on your website to see what time he needed to be at the bar. Got there half an hour late, huh? Got, got there late. So, oh, uh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, he, like you said, he gets at least another entry into a doubles tournament if he gives a chance. So, uh, All right, so so I got what I one two I I I'll admit it. I only really know two guys three guys on this list. No, Joe. Do you want me Ferguson, jump, do you want me jump on up? this one first? I mean, it's not going to change what I'm going to do, but sure, if you okay. want it. No, go ahead then. <laughs> I know Joe. I know Josh Winkler. I know Mark Tate. Uh, I'm not sure which one of these guys is the best Golden Z player. But I know which one's got the best voice, and that's Mark Tate. Black Santa had a pretty good Nashville, too, and he hadn't played much. I think he's going to roll it in here. I think he's going to roll it right into this tournament, keep playing well. I like Mark to make a good run in the purple. Very nice. Best uh, voice in Golden Seed, bar none. Sorry, Gino. Sorry to both of us. Uh, I don't think either one's going to feel bad about losing to that dude, though. Uh, honestly, we didn't stand a chance. No. Uh, no. This group is a hard group to pick. Um so I have to go with the guys I would take the most seriously. Um, I don't know where Mark Williams is as a player right now. He's a very new to this. He's will play his first clash, but he's in the Atlanta scene. 
And uh, I don't know how much game this will be a, a learning experience for me to see him play. Tom is a friend of the uh, the Scanlon group. Um, and he's a, he's an okay player. Wayne, also formerly of Atlanta, I think he's moved away from there. So here's the issue when you have the best player in the group is also the drunkest player in the group. And that's Joe Ferguson. And Joe, when, as my buddy Brad Baird says, when he goes hard, paint to the moon i mean it, it is super hard into the paint and but joe second place in the purple bracket of the covid clash has made cuts on the tour uh in florida at the niv he's done both um he could be a product of also a good qualifying group if he plays somebody like that um and so we'll roll the dice it's between josh winkler and joe ferguson I think Joe Fer Ferguson holds it together for a little while to have a really good Carolina clash. So here's Joe Ferguson. Go ahead, Gary. All right. Yep. Uh, I know that Durkee is actively trying to get better at Golden Tee. That's all I'll say there. Um, <laughs> Congrats. He's, he's, he's a <laughs> Moving <busy> on. <laughs> it depends on which town he is. Uh, he's in or where he's getting his lessons from. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's in Myrtle Beach, and he spends a lot of time down there. He'll go see Brewer. He's coming to see me on Tuesday. I can give you a full this test on what he, where he's at on Tuesday. But, I, I mean, I, 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 he still has to prove it to me. He's is where he's at on Tuesday going to make a difference on what he's at on Saturday? I, I, I Probably not. Okay. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Kind of impression I was getting. I just want to make sure. No, he – I just, you know, he, he says he needs a lesson. I'm like, I don't know what you're going to learn from me right now, but uh, yeah, come on up. So he's coming up here and he, uh, he's playing with me and a guy named Danny Coker, Danny Coker, one of my good friends. He's actually going to play his first Carolina clash, uh, but we'll see, you know, anyways. Yeah. But Gary is just, you know, yeah. Okay. Right now he's, he's also busy opening a new restaurant too. So yeah, a lot, a lot go into that. Um. All right. Well, I do want a, a PSA when, when we do these podcasts, just for the listeners out there, my picks are solid. They're, they're circled and straight to Mr. Sobel himself. I put my money where my mouth is. I don't give, <laughs> I don't give my picks may change when I actually turn them in. You guys are getting inside information to exactly what I am paying Mr. Sobel. It's not widely known, but you actually submit your picks to Sobel's address before we do the podcast, uh, yeah. just to make sure you can't change those answers, right? That's right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's um it's the real deal here. So are you, you gonna five like, bucks off being the first entry in, guys? I'm just are you gonna be like the Vegas Dave of uh Golden Tee Fantasy? Like your, people are paying like 50 bucks just to have your picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For your subscription. I mean <laughs> But anyhow, <laughs> um, I like your Ferguson pick. Um, I mean, he hasn't beat any real big names, but I mean, he has a win against Washburn, a couple against Todd Clark. He beat Norbs. He beat Beatty. Um, he's got some decent wins. Yeah, and, like seven, the, and those are all in seven. made cuts, too, by the way. Important to know, yeah. all those were in main brackets. So, um, Which is a pretty solid resume for a group seven person. Sure um, Winkler's got about 20 match plays. Um, Marte did shoot a 115 in Nashville, which was decent for his big layoff coming yeah. back. And then it's nice to see him hopping back 
into another tournament right after that. So um, I like both your guys' picks. Uh, um, and I think it's down to those two. I, Mark Williams shot a one of seven in Nashville. Uh, like you were saying, I mean, I think he needs to get a little bit better to pick him. Then you got your two Georgia guys. Well, you said Wayne moved away from Georgia, right? I, um, someone told me I think he went closer to, you know, Panhandle slash Gulf Shore, Mississippi kind of thing. But And Tom, I think he's played in a couple, two tournaments. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Mark. I'm going to go with Mark Tate. He had a solid finish in Nashville. I mean, solid qualifier. And then to to come back two months later and play in another one, I think I think that's a good solid pick there. Well, I, I, I like this, Joe too, but this is a good point for me to bring up a good Mark Tate story real quick because um, you know Mark for years was a low end qualifying guy for for the NIV. For the only tournament he went to, it was the NIV. He did go to one Cincinnati tournament, uh, but and then he came to my first Carolina Clash. And in the sweat box that was the 94-degree bar, uh, that man who, I mean, it wasn't a whole, it wasn't a loaded field. We had Mark Stenmark and a lot of other players, uh, but he ended up qualifying, I believe, seventh in that group. And if anybody's ever gotten to know Mark Tate, Mark Tate is one, a very smart, successful human being. Uh, he is uh, also a really good family man with good head on his shoulders. And for everything that he's done in his life and everything that he has accomplished, and I handed him an envelope at 9-12. He had 9 through 12. He finished in that tournament. And an envelope of 250 yeah, it was $250. And he literally giggled like a girl right there in front of me, I mean, literally for $225. It was, uh, it was a fun moment for a fun weekend, but yeah, Mark Tate comes to play his second Carolina clash. I'm excited to see the man where he's actually going to play golf with me on a outdoor golf with me on Friday morning. Um, love that man. Group eight, Adam Harden, Brad Tuttle, Danny Coker, Dutch Hubner, Hayden Smith, Scooter Luter, Tim Boyer, and Sergeant Will Branham. I believe Gary Sheldon will finish this one off for us. All righty. Um, Adam, Georgia guy, played Carolina last year. First time. I think he went, think he went four and two there. In um, purple, I believe. Yeah, which is not bad. Bad little tournament. There's only one. Brad Turtle, three tournaments, I think. Cooker's a South Carolina guy, right? Yeah, he, no, he's the my buddy. I, he lives eight minutes away from me. I have been playing. He is my daytime drinking buddy is what he is. We, yeah. we, we, we have a few drinks during the day and play some golden tea. We get a cycling, and I've been actually, because like at Callaway's at my bar, we have the chalkboard uh, walls, and we've been keeping up with his with his cycles, you know, just to see, you know, his qualifying cycles, his so best, one, uh, his best one so far is one thirteen. Uh, his worst and it's been like 86 um, guy that's capable of getting 25 and 26 unders can shape shots. I, that's, you know, things I, you know, I've taught people how to do. That's how I was taught. Now 
some people don't teach those. They learn more into fulls and things like that. No, I'm teaching you how to cut directly at the hole. Novel concept, I know. But Weird. he... he uh, but well, you got to bring up old shit. <laughs> but he, uh, but he's he's learned to play that way. Has an issue with generating 143 as far as 180 as far as maximum drive. Has general issues. Is a significantly terrible putter. Um, but that being said, does know the game well enough. Is capable of shooting 25s. Take that information what you want, and I'm not yeah. lying about that either. Um. Then we got Dutch. I don't think he's played in a tournament. Hayden's playing about one. yeah. Hayden's playing about three. Scooter. That's Columbia guy, right? Yes, it is. Uh, That's a real so, name, then. Mm-hmm. Scooter Looter. Scooter Looter. He's a regular there. Also, All Planet Silver Strike Bowler. Really? Okay. All Planet Silver Strike Bowler. So is he a thumber? Uh, I, I just see his name on the one as Callaways. I mean, I, I, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I assume, I, that no, that was an important, I, I hear... important question there. Well, no, is he a thumber? I don't know. And then, uh, Will, uh, Columbia I, guy. Oh, yeah. Sergeant Will Brandon is a Columbia guy. That's actually, I'm staying at his house this weekend. So nice. Um, I'm, I'm going to default to just utter experience in tournaments. And uh, I, I got to go with Boyer here. So, we'll see what happens. So I think we remember talking about this last year, uh, Matty, is uh, Tim having his best qualifier ever at a Carolina clash. And I think it was by almost 20 plus strokes. It was by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had mentioned it before the podcast last year, you know, and, and I think Tim had reached out to you that he was going to make us proud. And he did. So, I mean, he, he played the purple bracket, didn't do well in the purple bracket. The match play part didn't come together for him. Yeah, you know. Uh, but qualifying is where it all starts at. So, um, so I, I when I first looked at this, I thought this was extremely mishandicapped. I thought there was one really shining player, um, and then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and it may be not that too out of out of whack. But Brad Tuttle is a very very capable player. Made the cut at my COVID clash. Take that for what it's worth. Um, I would say maybe just a, a half stroke to a stroke worse than Derek Montgomery and Josh. So, um, and those are guys that have made cuts. Brad Tuttle uh, would feel like a comfortable pick to me here. And um, just on Will Branham, capable. Uh, that, that's what all I can give Will right now, capable of doing it. Hasn't put it together. The Clash is the only tournament he'll probably play. Uh, he loves Nashville, so he may want to go play Nashville one day. But, you know, right now he's only played the Clash. But he is a very capable Golden Tee player. Just, uh, you know, has a hard time of putting a really great round together. It's hard to trust. So that's my pick. Brad Tuttle, go ahead. Finish it out, Matt, MBH. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have you have the – a big advantage in the last couple three groups or so knowing way more of the players than than gary or i but uh just solely based on the fact that brad tuttle uh, he's he well he's won his second design a hole competition right isn't that incredible by the way the first two-time winner of the design a hole competition brad tuttle congratulations and back to back right and back to back as he's been pointing out as uh, whenever possible uh <laughs> you so think between that, remember that say again 
Do you think IT was thinking about that when they uh, made that uh, selection? Oh, I don't think I don't think they had a clue. They didn't even think about who won last year. It's like, hey, let's just I go ahead and give Brett. I bet if you went in that room and asked him who won last year, they wouldn't know. <laughs> they probably didn't, they probably haven't even have told you which hole it was, other than Jim Z, maybe. <laughs> you think Kevin Radham could have told you which hole it was? Uh probably and Adam, no, hell no. Um no. Kevin That's not vice president work there. Yeah, no, uh, I, no, I, no, I, I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so at all. Uh, it, I mean, see, I mean, the design looks like a fine design. I didn't pay a ton of attention to it, uh, I, to the, I, to the I, contest in general, but I know the design itself, I actually think is, uh, better than, uh, what he came up with this past one. So I, I this is going to be at least how I have it visually in my mind. Right. Yeah. yeah which yeah, will we'll be see like, how, we'll see what happens when the when the pixels stack. Which essentially is us basically playing through a river is what's happening. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, well, what it reminded me of is is if we played uh, Rhineland like twelve or whatever that was that had the island in the middle of the river. It's that hole, but you can drive it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah something like that. Something like that. Uh, so anyway, I, but yeah. So design hole winner, two time in a row. Congratulations. Uh, step it up and get me from the airport. Uh, when I fly in, for that reason alone, it deserves a pick. Fred totally you got my pick. And he's picking you up in the Doom buggy, right? I hope so. I didn't ask, but I just assumed <laughs> that was going to happen. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be. I mean, I won't be disappointed, but I'll be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> oh, that thing has been places. Oh man, uh, it's been to it's been to Columbia and back and all that. Oh yeah, <laughs> saw that. So, yeah, so you guys Brad. think I dropped? You guys think I dropped the ball on that one? I think Tim could. I think Tim could work out for you. No, no, I think Tim could very well work out for you. Um, you know, just, and I apologize to the other six guys that we're not talking about because I, I, I have nothing. Chris was, Chris was your in. I have nothing to say about you. Well, uh, look, we can, uh, we can all have a beer, play, play two rounds of golden sea this weekend, and then all of a sudden we'll be better to pour right, it. So, no, I, I can go ahead and shed light on all these players because I can go ahead and look successfully look at three of these players right here, and they successfully know how to play drunkest guy in the room role. Three of those players right now: Hayden Smith, Adam Harden, D Danny Coker all are very capable of doing that. And so, you know, they, it kind of, you know, they're more about the the sauce than the actual play. It tends to hurt itself. Um, I haven't seen Hayden in a while. Hay Hayden, last time I uh, – Hayden, I don't think played in any of my clashes yet. I, I think the last I saw him was in Texas. It was a Houston Jakes tournament, I think. Um, I mean, he's – you know, he's another guy that just goes heavy on the sauce, you know, doesn't get a whole lot of tournaments. So when he does, it's just, you know, it's more vacation than being competitive. But so, I said, so I, I said that about, I said that about James Mulkey last year and he completely threw us he off. He destroyed so. it. Yeah. yeah we so. also, I mean, how we went, we raked him through the coals last year and he went yeah. out there and destroyed it. So good for him. Yeah. Disappointed me. He wasn't in the list this year. Yeah, for sure. He's a fun dude. Uh, uh, so, we didn't finish on Bernsey's picks, though. We, we kind of well, dropped yeah, the no, ball. We, uh, I have them right dropped here. Dropped the ball in there somewhere. Yeah, well, we, we stopped after group three, and that's it's hard to remember as I try to keep this flowing. But he did have James Hickey, which was the money pick last year. If you pick James Hickey, it really helped your uh, board. Luke Sponseller is his group four pick, reconfirming what we're all seeing about Luke. Yep. Paul Same, fifth group. Russ Layton for six. Joe Ferguson, seven, and you guessed it, Brad Tuttle, group eight. So, what a chalkster. What a chalkster. <laughs> so, Carolina Clash coming up. 
this week, I'm going to be happy to see both you guys. Um, long time coming. I can't long, wait, brother. Long time coming. Uh, those were our fantasy picks. And uh, what else did I have? Other than I didn't really – I had to turn off the internet during the golden tea outage. Just um, – oh, That was brutal. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't call that, you know, the internet's finest day. But, uh, you know, that, 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 that kind of stopped uh, life for a lot of people there for, for a little bit, right? Uh, I haven't been able to get a temperature check on PGA. Is anybody, I, I, anybody, I wonder how many contests are closing right now. That's where I really, this is a Chris Brewer question. I know. Uh, so I played at, uh, the venue that Lodell parks and a couple of his buddies play at Todd Harris and, and Corey Kanda and a couple others, John McCormick. I I took a stop by there a couple two weekends ago. I think it was maybe three. And uh, they they have one PGA machine that it doesn't they don't play it because they've got three, you know, legacy machines there too. But they do go over there and play it once. I, I noticed that Lodell went over there and fired a couple rounds of the PGA. He goes over there, he's really happy because he's playing streaks and he can dro- go drive holes other people can't, because um, everybody's still trying to play stouts or arrows, I suppose a couple of them. But I was surprised the leaderboard there had quite a few, you know, known names that have been hitting that as well. So I mean, are they all closing real quick? I don't know, but it's it's not nobody playing them yeah no i I, look i get it from two aspects of it i'd be curious to see how we would do in a a tournament setting playing pga courses the amount of chushing would happen what going on the amount hole outs you would need the amount of extra holes that would probably have to be played we probably have like you know 72 holes of extra holes the, yeah, you well, I yes and no, right? Because like you said, the hole outs are going to happen more often. All those greens are flat as a pancake, right? So you're you're going to get more hole outs, I think, there. But I'll tell you what would stink about it is that qualifier, the first place person and the thirty second place person would be three strokes apart, <laughs> and then Very the ninety sixth person to make the purple cut would be another eight strokes behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not make for very uh, it would not make for exciting viewing i don't think it would, it'd be frustrating for the players they'd get super frustrated when you know like you said one of those chushes doesn't go right one of those things you think you're going to drive you just don't get that one hop or whatever and all of a sudden it drops you 40 spots you know mm-hmm. uh, that that was that sounds like an anxiety attack waiting to happen for us and like i said maybe not the most entertaining of viewing for anybody who's not actually playing it myself that's my opinion i don't any anybody else man yeah, no uh, it's uh, it would be yeah it would be uh, probably boring to an extent because i mean a lot of things a lot of times you'd see probably some a lot of par rounds really I, that's what i would think you would see a lot of just par rounds par with 35 yeah something like that and you know it'd be hard so we're gonna put a bow on this podcast uh and uh we will uh I guess see each other some well we're gonna see each other here in Columbia here in just a, uh, a few days but we'll uh, also try to reconvene uh, a few days after the tournament thank you guys yes, sir